True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we're so excited to be back in the studio. We're going to make this a regular thing. We just love that it sounds so much better and it's nice to have like an office to go through, uh, go yes. to instead of doing it from home. This is fun. And be able to see each other so that we're not talking over each other all the time. Right, <laughs> right. It takes away the mystery of what the heck is going on between us. That's right. right. Um, and we have a fantastic guest today, but before we get started... We're going to do our usual. We're going to read a review. And we got a wonderful review from a listener. The title of the review is Truly Dedicated. And she gave us five stars. And it says, the ladies of TCB have the best dedicated podcast to the Missy Beavers case. I have loved their show since day one. No one else in the true crime arena has accomplished more in terms of keeping this case front and center. And no one has done more tangible work to generate leads. Keep up the great work, ladies. And that was written by S. Dunnigan. So thank you so much. We really appreciate that, that fantastic nice. review. Right. I like, I, I'm glad that people interact that way because it really helps us to keep moving forward and it really um, does know encur- how we're doing. It does encourage us to keep going. Um, it really does. So thank right. you for the five-star reviews. And if, you're, um, if you are on social media and you want to follow us, we're on Facebook and Instagram as True Crime Broads. We would love to see you there. And Twitter. We're not as active on Twitter. And then, of course, TikTok, and we're not as active on TikTok, but eventually, once someone younger teaches us how to use it properly, we'll be a little more prevalent. We're working on it. We are. Yeah, so um, without further ado, we can't wait to introduce our next guest. It's truly an honor to have her here. Absolutely. Um, We have Hannah Beavers with us today, Missy's oldest daughter, and we wanted to welcome you, Hannah, here, and thank you for being on the show with us. Thank you. Welcome to True Crime Broads. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. It's our pleasure. Um, So we kind of wanted to start off with um, something that kind of, this is one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on the show, of course. Um, You know, we had your your Aunt Christy on a couple of episodes, and she talked about, you know, a few different things. One of the things that she mentioned to us on one of the episodes was that you had wanted to reach out to police to kind of get an update on your mom's case, you know, see how the investigation's going, things like that. And kind of tell us about how that went for you. So I did that in like November, um, just because, I mean, like, obviously I ask my dad questions, but I mean, sometimes I just don't really want to bother him. And sometimes, I mean, like, I think that I can like put myself out there more than like I have been. I mean, like I'm 21. I mean, I'm a big girl now. Like I don't have to, you know, go to my dad all the time and ask. And so I kind of wanted like, a face-to-face conversation with them. I mean, I didn't ask for details. I really just wanted them to say, okay, well, what's like the percentage that you think that you're done or like have solved it? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so I wrote Aaron, Aaron an email 
And um, she replied back and just said, you know, I don't know if you've talked to your dad about this. And I was, I was like, well, I've, of course, I, I told my dad that I was going to reach out. And he said to go for it. And, and she pretty much just told me no. And that I just need to ask my dad for questions. So, I mean, I really wanted the meeting. I never actually responded because I just didn't know what to say back. And I was just a little hurt by it. Right. Uh, because, I don't know, like I said, I think that I'm old enough that I can go and ask questions. And like I said, not questions, specific questions, but I feel like something to assure me. And I don't think that I've gotten that. Right. From and, and as a 21 year old, you're an adult now. Um, by all, yeah. I mean, you were an adult at 18, but 21, no doubt you're an adult. And it seems like, I wonder if maybe the, um, the, the investigator, maybe she meant that, she didn't want to tell you things that maybe might upset you. And that's why she asked you to talk to your dad or was she just literally trying to get rid of you? That's what we don't know. That's interesting. How did it feel? Did it feel like she was just trying to brush you off or did it feel like maybe she was concerned? I mean, to me, it felt like she was just trying to brush me off because um, I wish I don't have the email anymore. Um, I deleted it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm trying to remember what she said. It wasn't like it just, just ask your dad. Like he knows everything. I mean, it was more of a, like, you need to ask permission from your dad to do this. Okay. And which uh, I totally understand that. And I mean, obviously it's through an email, like I'm not hearing her voice. So it could, I could obviously have been taking it wrong. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to sit down. <laughs> well, and, and you had gotten your dad's permission and you are 21 years old. So it seems like they should have told you whatever you wanted to hear. Yeah. Right. Huh. And that's kind of why we wanted to do this, because I, I feel like, um, you know, obviously you are old enough and, you know, you know what you're, you know, willing to, you know, what length you're willing to go to to kind of delve into this and see but basically you want an update. You want to be reassured that it's, you know, still being worked on. Cause that really does go a long way when people, you know, tell you things, you know, Hey, we're working on it. You know, we feel good about things or, you know, we, we really don't have anything right now, but we are actively working on it. It just kind of makes you feel better. Right. Yes. And I was never uh, concerned about her hurting my feelings for talking to me about things. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I feel like after it's been so long, I mean, you still have emotions about it, but right. I mean, it comes to a point where it doesn't bother you as much as it did in the beginning and talking about it is easy. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I mean, I'm graduating college in May and I plan to go to grad school for, cause I want to be a counselor. And I just kind of was at the point where I was like, okay, I need to be reassured. I want to move on with my life mm-hmm. and still remember my mom. Um, but I wanted to, I just want to move on from the, I guess, investigation and wanted some type of closure that maybe that they could have given me, but that didn't happen. (laughs) You didn't get it. Right. Do you have any feelings on whether or not they are close to solving this? Uh, well, I actually, I talked to my dad last weekend and I don't think that things are going the way that they hoped. And so, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that they're close to the point. Okay. 
and it's got to be really hard. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's frustrating, and I mean, murder cases are hard. You know, there's all kinds yeah. of things that they have to do to prove that a person did something. Um, so that makes it, you know, hard for them. We get that part. But the part I don't understand, and again, you know, this is why we wanted to have you on to be able to say what you wanted to say, is I don't understand why they don't update, you know, you. And I understand they talk to your dad, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. the public as well. You know, everybody wants to hear that, you know, um, even though they know they're doing it, we don't know they're doing it. You know, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. So at least give us something. And I, I agree with you on that. I can only imagine how much harder it is for you not knowing. I was just about to yeah. say the same thing. I was going to ask Hannah a very similar question. Why do you think that Midlothian police has been so quiet? Most murder cases have updates. What do you think? Why do you think they're choosing not to share anything? Uh, with the public, I yes. think that they're not sharing it because the things that they have can convict somebody. And so the information that they have, like they can't share it or they wouldn't be able to use it against somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like, I mean, that's been a problem, I guess, with part of the updates is I'm sure that some of the information that they, they don't want to tell us either because right, they don't want it to get around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, but, you know, that is encouraging that they might have information like that. That's good to hear. But also, you know, a lot of times, though, police will update without giving any information. They'll just say, hey, guess what? We have got our eye on a suspect. We have them under surveillance. If, you know, we don't know how far out we are in an arrest, but we will certainly let the media know as soon as that happens. You know, we haven't even heard any generic updates from MPD. It's just right. a little It's a little strange. Yeah, you. it doesn't take that long to do, I mean, you know, a little, a little, just a little something, you know. Yeah, just and also make feel better. Well, and also and to let the citizens of the of the immediate area know that they're safe. The residents of Ellis County, we were just talking about this on our last podcast. I mean, there's a homicidal maniac on the loose, mm-hmm. and that's the reality. And if they were targeting Missy, it's still a very sick person. Mm-hmm. But if it was a random situation wrong place, wrong time, then that's almost scarier. Mm-hmm. So I'm really surprised that MPD hasn't given at least a generic update without giving anything away about the investigation. Mm-hmm. But just like, hey, we're, we have our eye on an individual. I think that would make the public feel better. Right. And it, the thing about it is, is they have that in their control. It's not like we're, we're forcing them to say something. Hannah's not forcing them to say something, just wanting some feedback. So. Yeah, I'm... I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I've known that they have been looking at people, but I mean, I know that there was like a warrant for somebody, um, because it had to become public after so many days. I don't really know the, right, right. the real thing, but like something like that. And, um, I mean, honestly, I remember the very first guy I can't remember what his name was I honestly have no idea because I didn't even find out about the the first guy until like a couple months ago because I don't ever remember seeing anything like that or I don't know I mean maybe it just like wasn't that big of a deal right but um I mean I like saying names I think is hard in this situation because like the person that they were looking at I mean, they didn't want it to get to them, I guess. Right. And that makes sense. Absolutely. 
I know there's things they can't share with the public and especially things like that only the killer would know, that kind of evidence. But I'm just really surprised that MTV, uh, MTV, did I just <laughs> say MTV, <laughs> that MPD, Midlothian Police, has been so quiet, just generally speaking. They're not even telling the public anything. We're hoping that with the six-year anniversary coming up, that they will say something to at least make the people who are concerned citizens feel a little bit better um, yeah, about I mean, safety. Yeah, I mean, I've, like security, I wish that they would say stuff like that um, because, I don't know, I mean, I feel like I go around town like whenever I'm home or like we go out and eat and it's just like kind of, or like in the past few years, like all eyes are on you mm-hmm. and because they have like nobody else to look at, I guess besides my dad and like Ugh. I mean other security reasons too right I mean whenever it first happened we lived in the same house and I did not feel safe at all. And, you at all yeah I mean we moved and I mean then I went to college and I moved to Oklahoma and then again I just felt so unsafe all the time that I would I just like it would just give me really bad anxiety because I just would always make up these scenarios in my head, like this person. I mean, even stop it. Don't worry about it. Our dogs bark during the show all the time. Please don't worry. (laughs) Please don't worry. Um, but I would make up these scenarios in my head as to like what would happen. And I mean, if it was planned or not planned, like if they wanted to finish off my whole family or, I mean, something like that. I mean, it's, I've always thought about that and that like I've never felt safe about it. Um, but now Absolutely. I mean I feel I would be thinking the same things you were, especially as young as you were at the time. That's just absolutely terrifying what you've been through. And our hearts go out to you and your sisters and your dad. And I think that perhaps nothing's worse than losing your mom, but I think that maybe a close second would be how horrible it's been for your family. The people out there thinking that your dad and your grandfather could have had something to do with this must be crushing to all of you on top of the grief that you've had to deal with. That's just so unnecessary. And I can only imagine how that made all of you feel. Yes, it it is. And it's always like, I know how you feel. And like, no, you really don't (laughs) because I mean, I mean like, yeah, I mean, anybody's death is not going to be common to another person's and but I feel like nobody has truly understand understood what like the media and like the attention of my dad and my pop pop and just like things like that it's just ridiculous I mean the very beginning somebody sent to my dad's work like a fake bomb thread and literally last week there was this girl that made a video about my pop pop and my youngest sister saw it. And it's just like ridiculous things like that. I mean, like this girl was like in high school and it's just crazy to me that, I mean, you could even think about doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I still view her as like my baby sister and she's still like seven or however old she was, but right. it just like hurts me more to see like my sister's go through that, I guess, more than like myself. Yeah, my kids are exactly the same age as you and your younger sisters, all three of my kids. So that that helped draw me to the case when I first learned about what happened. Um, Just kids can be 
mean. Yes, they, they really sure can. can. Mm-hmm. And especially at that late middle school, early high school age oh, that yeah. she's in is a bad time in life anyway. I'm so happy I was not in middle school whenever this happened. I mean, Allie mm-hmm. was, I was a freshman and I, I just felt like I was at a better place for this to happen because I just, I hated middle school too. Mm-hmm. I feel like high school a lot different. I don't know what it is about middle school. All three of my kids absolutely despised it and they loved high school. Did you have a good high school experience overall? Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, I I know you lost your mom. That's horrific, (laughs) but I mean, just as far as like the kids treating you. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, it was totally okay. I mean, I, sometimes I would not bad things, but Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like coincidental type things that would happen and stuff like that. Well, you you and your sisters have handled this so well, and just there's no way to handle this. I mean, I lost my mom, but she was old and she died of natural causes. I can't imagine being your age and losing your mother, and and also in such a horrific way. Um, our hearts our hearts really go out to you and your family. Um, we understand that some people haven't been very sensitive to your situation, and and have even bothered you guys about your dad's involvement and stuff like that. That's just things that have gotten back to us. Have you gotten weird messages and phone calls from um, people? I've def I've gotten Facebook messages. Um, they're so crazy. I'm, so, um, I'm sorry to hear that's true. I was hoping that was not. I'm pretty sure somebody's commented on my Instagram before on one of my pictures, but I mean, that's kind of my fault because I'm not private on Instagram. <laughs> and I mean, like, cause I just don't want to have to, like protect myself all the time. Like I'm just, I'm not scared about it. And I mean, at this point it doesn't really get to me. I just kind of think of it as a joke and just like, how do you have this much time in your life to criticize other people? I mean, could you not do anything else throughout your day? (laughs) Besides like, it was like whenever I was probably 16. I mean, you're really, it's disgusting that people were contacting you. It's despicable. I'm ashamed. Yeah. I'm ashamed I mean, that an adult would do that. That's just horrifying. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's definitely embarrassing for them, but yes. Yeah, I can't be imagine being on the other end of, of something like that. I could I could personally never participate in anything like that. And um and I I honestly don't even see what people see in accusing them. It just blows my mind, you know, it, they're like, Oh, that walk is exactly the same. And I'm like and about a half other million people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, oh, you're talking yeah, about when they were comparing yeah. the killer to her grandfather. Yeah, I mean, er, I was like, almost. So many. I mean, people, like you said, millions of people walk with a little limp like that. It doesn't mean that that, that person did it. Yeah, it's not like there's it's just crazy. one person out there that has that walk. You know, it's like you found the one person. I don't. I don't get it. We we even did an episode on, you know, Randy didn't do it because we hear that more than your dad. And, and yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah, we literally dedicated one episode to that and went down how it was possible, you know, went down line by line how it couldn't have been your dad, your grandfather. Yeah, no, that's just, I don't really, I mean, they, I feel like that was pretty easily, you know, I guess, I don't know what the word is, but canceled out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was in like California mm-hmm. <laughs> and they always go to the West coast or yeah. West coast, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single, that's where they spend their summer or winters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, they've done that for years. It's just crazy that mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, it's just want like somebody to blame and. Yeah. Well, and people would often say, well, you know, he was, it's so crazy that he was out of town when it happened. And, you know, Crystal and I've said many, many times, well, he's always out of town because he doesn't live here. Or yeah, he Ellis doesn't County. live in Ellis County. So <laughs> he's know? always out of town. So there's nothing yeah, weird no, about that. They're always traveling. I mean, they, they have lived in an RV uh, for a long time. So they're either always like in Austin or around Austin. They go to Oregon and Washington and California and so they travel a lot yeah. <laughs> so yeah they, they lived in Midlothian right. so or anywhere in Ellis County so. and that's common for people that are retired you know that's the what that's what yeah. that's what they do so yes and we try we try to debunk all this stuff because it drives us crazy hearing all this stuff and and we've even you know people get really determined when they decide they figured something out some of these people out in the public and I even had someone argue with me in our Facebook group saying that they really think that your your grandfather had his his phone flown from Southern California to Midlothian or something like that to make it look like he was not there at the right time. I was like, are you serious right now? I that mean, that was, doesn't even make any sense. That was one of the times that we actually laughed on the podcast. And we're like, we're not laughing at this situation. We're laughing at what you said, <laughs> you know, because that's pretty that crazy. Is crazy. I, but at the same time, whenever the case does get solved, I mean, people are still going to point fingers at my dad or my pop-pop. So I don't really think that it, I mean, I'm not going to speak for my dad or, or my pop-pop, but I don't really see it bother them anymore. That's good. So, I mean, I think that they've kind of understood that this is going to come no matter what. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. That's good, though. I mean, you kind of have to get thick skin on it. Unfortunately, the situation is is horrible, um, and people are going to do what they do, and you can't control them. So handling it that way is the best way to do it, honestly, because otherwise you'll just, you know, make it go crazy. I agree. Yes, it will. Well, Hannah, was there anything that you wanted to share with our listeners or um, or with Midlothian police or anything that you wanted to say? Um, honestly, I mean, I get the, again, like the whole point of the email was just to sit down with them. And to me, I just don't think that I can like get past this until it is solved or until I have some reassurance, which I don't think that they have ever given us. And it's something that we've all always been on our toes about. I mean, we look into, I mean, look into things ourselves and just try to understand it. So I don't know. I just, it's just been so long that I want to move forward and I don't know. I just want some reassurance. Absolutely. I'm, ass- I'm assuming that your family probably was like most of us and thought that this would be solved pretty quickly. Or are, yeah, you, are, I mean, are you surprised that it's six years later and there doesn't seem to be any real progress from what we can tell? Yes and no. <laughs> I mean, because mm-hmm. whenever it happened... I honestly, I can't even remember. (laughs) I mean, you're young. (laughs) It's just like everything from that is a big mess in my brain. And Mm -hmm. I can't even told you like what happened. (laughs) Right. I barely can. But I don't even just like remember what I was 
thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to solve it. I mean, because whenever it first happened, I didn't know that that's what happened. So and I didn't know. I honestly can't remember. I'm pretty sure I didn't know for a long time until my dad got home that it was like that she was murdered. Okay. Oh, yeah. You probably thought there was an accident or something. Yeah. I mean, I honestly thought it was my dad <laughs> that got hurt and it was crazy. Oh, my I'll gosh. Actually tell you, this, actually, this is very strange. But the night before, I obviously like my dad was gone on his trip and I had a dream that my dad died oh my like gosh. on his fishing trip. And it was just so crazy. And like, it was just like the same thing that happened in real life. Like all these people came to my house, like it was crazy. And then I woke up and then my grand, my Mimi told us that. And I, she said that somebody, or your mom's been in an accident. And I thought it was my dad. I still didn't even like hear my mom. And so it was very all confusing because I just can't believe I had a dream that my dad died. (laughs) And then the next day my mom died. Right. Golly. So it was, very, it was very strange, but yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of figured it would have gotten solved because I didn't really think at the time that somebody would have done it, like planned it out and all of this stuff. I just figured, you know, I mean, something, somebody just came by and saw her and I mean, she had all of this stuff with her and they wanted to steal it. And, but now I don't really think that anymore, but I didn't really think it was going to take this long. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you. We didn't either. Do you think that they were there for some personal vendetta against your mom? Or were they there? Was your mom just walking into the wrong place at the wrong time? What do you think? Um, I think that both can make will make sense. Um, I could see it being planned. And then I mean, I can see it being wrong place wrong time but to me it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't steal things right I mean like wedding ring or gone through her truck and seen all the stuff that was in it yeah uh, that doesn't I mean maybe they were scared and just like ran away but I don't know I feel like if you were going to break into somewhere and then you killed somebody you would still take the thing (laughs) that right if you're going to go to the go to the trouble of doing that, and I mean, most thieves don't want to kill anyone because they know that increases their charges mm-hmm. and by a lot. And you're exactly right. Her purse was there, her phone, her truck. Her I mean, ring. That would yeah. have taken seconds to pull off her finger. Right. Oh, yeah. Her I mean, iPad, is- everything was still there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have her ring now. And so thankfully, I didn't steal that because that would have been yeah. a big upset. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that they didn't steal anything. Right. But I agree with you. I agree with you. It makes the motive look a little more personal. Yeah, unfortunately. And you don't, and we, you know, everybody knows that your mom was a wonderful person and uh, everybody loved her. So the fact that, you know, it just, people are just crazy. We know that. And people get weird things in their mind. It isn't, you know, um, it's just hard to make sense of it all, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, just normal things that happen in marriages, you know, things happen all the time. And I mean, I guess like today it's pretty normal and I just don't really, I, this is where like, I don't really see it being personal is because I just feel like that's just so petty (laughs) to just 
kill somebody over just one little itty bitty thing. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just like jealousy. I mean, if it was something like that, like jealousy, I, I don't even know how I feel because that is just so stupid. And I don't understand how people would go to that far. Right. Feel better about themselves or their situation. It's probably just going to end up being some complete psycho that got some potentially wrong idea in their mind mm-hmm. of something that they think might have happened or was going to happen, and they just weren't in their right yeah, mind. I, they might have been on drugs or something. It's obviously not yeah, somebody yeah. who's got a full deck, you know. Yeah, I mean, to me, it looks like the person in the video, I mean, besides like their walk, they just look clueless. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, I kind of think that they look like they're on some drugs or something. I just think that they're not all there in the video. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. You know, and a lot of people agree with you on what you said about, you know, it, it's just stupid because it is stupid, but, uh, every day we hear stories about people, you know, killing somebody, um, over, uh, you know, $50 in a registers. It's like, that's stupid. You know, let's just go get a job, like stop trying to, you know, get money any other way and killing people. It's all stupid. So you're completely right on that. That's the way I feel. Yeah, I don't think it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I feel like I've lived a sheltered life pretty much my whole life and I've never seen anything bad happen. And so then like when this happened, it was like, oh, okay. Like this world is not as safe as I thought it was. I hate and that this. I hate that this happened to you all, especially you three girls. That's just yeah. the worst thing to have happen, and just to have it your is. sense of safety taken away from you at such a young age. It is, but I think that we've overcome the best outcome that could have happened. I mean, I think that. I mean, especially like me and my sisters, we all. I mean. I feel like I grew up fast, but I think it was something positive that could have happened to me. And I mean, it's led me to what I want to do as a career. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously I don't, I wish this would have happened, but I mean, there's positive things that have come out of it. Like, I mean, we've just all grown and I don't think that I'd be the type of person I am today if it didn't happen. I'm very more appreciative of life and my family than I ever have been. Right. And you remind me a little bit of Kelsey German. Are you familiar with the Delphi murder up in Indiana? It happened just shortly after your mom's. It's still unsolved. (laughs) Kelsey German is the older sister of one of the victims, and she um, speaks on a lot of podcasts about, um, about the unsolved murder and her frustrations with the investigation. And she actually decided as a result of losing her sister at a young age that she's also studying to be a counselor. I thought that was interesting. I mean, when you said that, that's, you guys have a lot in common. Yeah. We, I mean, I went to counseling. I was pretty much forced to go to counseling (laughs) and uh, I hated it. It's very, I'm very embarrassed by it. I just stormed out of the place and never wanted to go back. And it, it caught up to me not talking about my feelings because mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like as like the older sibling, you think that you need to be more mature That's and strong. not show your emotions. And I wanted to take care of my family. Like my mom took care of us mm-hmm. and I didn't want everybody to know that I was sad. So it kicked, you know, it kicked up to me and 
I ended up going to counseling and I, I love counseling now and it's helped me a lot overcome my frustrations and how I feel. So I feel like the things that I've gone through, I can definitely like show sympathy and empathy to people that have gone through a traumatic experience by being a counselor. That is so wonderful. There's nothing better than a good, caring, well-trained counselor. You're going to help a lot of people. Yeah, being able to uh, empathize with people and understand their emotion. I mean, I get it. A lot of people don't want to, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to go through the emotions when you do talk about it. So they're like, you know, you put your guard up and you're like, nope, not talking. Uh, But I think, you you know, you have wonderful uh, people that are there, you know, your dad and your grandparents and your aunt. And I think you have a lot of people there that are uh, there there for you and and making good choices for you. And and now you agree that it has taken you to a good place where you're able to do something positive. So I think that's awesome. Yes, I wouldn't want to not do something positive after all of this. I feel like the best thing to do is learn from it and, I mean, help everybody else that has gone through something similar. Exactly. That's that's awesome. And what about your sisters? How are they doing? They're good. Um, Allie is the middle and she is in college. She wants to be a nurse. And then Sarah, she's in middle school, so... Yeah. She says she's not going to college and she wants to be a realtor. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Crystal will agree. <laughs> I'm a realtor. Have her call me if she has any questions. <laughs> that's cool. Maybe she can help. She's 14, yeah. but. <laughs> oh, that's awesome that she already knows what she wants to do. That's cool. Right. I mean, she's that's... always said that. That's she's so always cool. Said she... <laughs> so... I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's good to hear that y'all, that they're doing good and you're doing good and, um, uh, hopefully your, you know, grandparents are doing good as well. I hate that they have to go through the craziness as well, but I guess we can't keep people from being, you know, who they are, unfortunately. Yes. You're right. Yeah. That makes but it hard. So say it again. Good. I said, everybody's good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, we, we're glad to hear that part of it at least. Cause it's been a whirlwind and, uh, and I, I say that not even being able to express it like you, of course, because you're in it. So, yeah. Do you think there's been any misconceptions that you want to clear up? I mean, obviously, we already talked about your grandfather and we touched mm-hmm. on your dad. Is there any other is there any misconceptions that while you've got this time right here on the air that you would like to clear up? Um, I mean, I feel like my other grandparents I don't really, I mean, I feel like it's been the thing that people have talked about, like my mom's side of the family. Um, I feel like people have wondered like why they don't talk or stuff like that. Right. Or that like, they're maybe like suspicious of my dad and all of this. And I mean, my mom's mom, I mean, loves my dad. I mean, my dad got remarried and she, my grandma still loves him. I mean, mm-hmm. she still comes and spends the night with us and I, there's never a doubt in their mind that my dad would have ever done this and, or that like my dad's mom would have helped clean it up or my aunt Christy. And I mean, it's just crazy that all of these people are making lies. The rumors are just ridiculous. Some of those we haven't even heard and it's just horrible. I mean, you know. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Every now and then you do hear the public making some comment like on a YouTube video or a, a news story about like why is um, Missy's family so quiet? And 
I mean, yeah. I, I can relate. I would be the same way. I wouldn't speak publicly if I lost a loved one in that horrific way. They don't have any, they're not obligated to inform the public. No. And I mean, like my Mimi, who is my dad's mom, mm-hmm. she's up to the news people. I mean, you know, she loved my mom and, but she's a totally different type of person than, than my Mima, who is my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, my Mimi very outgoing and I mean she doesn't care and my Mima, I mean they're from a small town and and they're not really close um, by aren't aren't they at least an hour away like two hours yeah okay. uh, away. I mean so and to me I don't I just my grandma has been through a lot I mean she lost my papa her husband like two years before my mom and mm-hmm. so wow. I just think it took her away and it just you know I I can understand not talking about it me too <laughs> she yeah. She yeah it's she just have to say that my she thinks that my dad had nothing to do with it right and that's the important part that we're glad that you brought up because that's a good thing to get out there yeah and, I mean uh, we it's yeah sorry no 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 go ahead it's it's just none uh, of anyone's business what she no. thinks yeah I mean my dad has gone to and uh Jennifer my stepmom both of them have gone to Jacksboro with us to my mom's side of the family for Christmas and Thanksgiving. And so I just, people don't see our day-to-day lives with my mm-hmm. family. So, yeah. so many crazy assumptions get made. Absolutely. Yes. Um, well, we're so glad that you shared that. That's really important. And like I said, I wouldn't be speaking out either. I would be traumatized and it's a private thing. And I just would probably stay to myself if I was, um, you know, if that was my grown daughter. Yeah. And I was older and lived farther away. I just wouldn't. see. I'm the opposite. I would be talking all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, it makes a perfect example. Yeah, of difference in personalities, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then, then yeah. they're both perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's just that type of person, and that's what makes her feel most comfortable. And that's you know, she has that right. That's what you know protects her heart. You know, just like you probably didn't want to go into sharing things at first when you were in counseling because you were trying to protect yourself. And I get that, you know, you're trying to, I mean, people that I don't, you know, it's like, Hey, can I go in somewhere and cry today? No, I don't want to do that. You know, I get it. So, but it's good to hear. And it it is good to hear that y'all, you know, are all, you know, kind of come together as a family and gotten closer. Um, Yeah. It's so great that you're all still close. And even with remarriages and all that, that's, that's fantastic. Um, Uh, I mean, Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't hear you. No, no, I was I was done. Sorry. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. I was just saying we have gotten a lot closer and especially like with our dad. I mean, I was always a mom's girl and I mean, me and my dad were not really that close. And now I mean my dad's like my best friend. I call him, <laughs> I FaceTime him like every morning, like whenever I wake up. And Aww, I'm that's awesome. I, I annoy him so much because I face <laughs> him times throughout the day, like Whenever he's at work and no. whenever he's busy. So. I promise he loves it. We, I, I love hearing from my college daughter. She's also 21, and I promise you he loves it. Yeah, I my daughter's uh, a bit older. She's 29, but, you know, she calls me and tells me about her day and things, and we love that kind of stuff. And sometimes I'm real busy because I have a business, and, you know, of course, I do the podcasts and other stuff. I stay busy because that's the kind of person I am. I like to stay busy. But it's still, I love hearing from her just to call me, hey, what you doing? Or come over and stay the night. So, yeah, keep doing that. Let it keep, keep calling him. <laughs> I will. I'll keep, I moved back home 
in a month. So oh, <laughs> he's gonna need- that's cool. Yes. That's awesome. Is. Yeah, you'll all be back together again. That'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you one thing. Um, I don't know. I, you probably know about it, the billboard. How did you feel about us doing the billboard? I mean, I think that is an amazing thing to do. I mean, especially with all the time it takes to do something like that. I mean, I don't even know how long that would take to get put together or the amount of money that it takes to get put together. But I really appreciate it. I think that that it, it's a way to get oh, the word out there. And I mean, just like this podcast, I enjoy doing it because it's just another thing that people can hear about and call in a tip or if they see the billboard, call in a tip. And I mean, I think that every little thing helps. And I think that the tips are what helps them keep going on the case and like working on it and not closing it. So I really appreciate it a lot. Right. Well, I certainly didn't mention it for you to say that, but we appreciate you saying that. I did want to just kind of know how you felt about it because we worried, you know, we were like, is this going to upset the kids? Is this going to upset the family? But we thought it was important, like you said, to, to keep it out there. So I'll just, you know, I don't know if you know this, but the one that is up now and has been up for, what is it, a year and a half now or two years? I don't know, a year and a half, I guess. Um, it's coming down at the end of this month. However, uh, Crime Stoppers has stepped in and going to put it up on theirs, and then we don't have to keep raising money for it. So they're going to be paying for it. So every odd month, it'll be in a different uh, billboard in Ellis County. So I thought, well, I'll just share that with you. <laughs> was the other one in always in the same place? Yes, it was over there where um, Blue Blue Planet Barbecue. Is that what it is? I'm, I'm drawing a blank for some reason. There's a barbecue okay. place in. Yeah, I know know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's right there in the property. Um, I guess it's uh, east of it, and it's been there the whole time. But we're we're moving it because Crime Stoppers has uh, said that they would pay for it, and then every other month it'll be uh, the billboard for your mom, and then the opposite months it'll be their advertisement for Crime Stoppers. You know, so people know about Crime Stoppers. They know that they're there for people to call in tips. They have apps where you can, you know, contact uh, them to turn in a tip anonymously, that kind of thing. So I think that is awesome. Yeah. And, and I, a lot of people don't know about you know, it, I am what I was just saying a lot of people don't know about crime stoppers. So that's why they want to, you know, keep yeah. make sure people constantly reminding people that they're there and what they're there for. Yeah. I mean, before this, I don't really think that I've ever, I guess, even thought of like people calling in tips. I don't know why I would never have thought of that, but I think it's definitely something that has helped my mom's case and given them things to look at. So it's very helpful, I imagine. Right. Awesome. Okay. Hannah, I was just curious. um, Did people at your college know about this case before? I mean, before you tell them about what happened to you and your family, do people know about it? I'm kind of thinking not. That's my guess. Well, I go to school in Oklahoma, um, so yes, you know, I've only actually had like one person, um, and it was actually like one of my, she's like one of my college best friends and mm-hmm. her mom actually listens to, um, I can't remember what podcast it is, but then it was whenever I first came here and her mom was like, oh my gosh, is that like Missy Beaver's daughter? She's oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I had a feeling it probably came from a parent because the people your age yeah. in a different location would probably not know. 
right. Yeah. And then it's just like people from, I mean, multiple states, you know? And so, I mean, like all of my other friends, I, it's been something that I've told them. And I mean, actually one of my friends that goes to college in Texas, one of her classes, this has actually happened to her twice there. One of her classes, they were, it's like a, a criminology class or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about my mom's case in it. And then she, another girl came up to her and was like, you're from Midlothian. Like, isn't that the place where that lady died? She's like, yeah, why do you have to say that? Like, but I mean, it's happened to me. I played golf in high school and I think it was like my sophomore year. So like a year after my mom died and I was playing with this girl and she started talking about this paper that she wrote. And it was about my mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just. Wow, that is weird. I bet that felt strange. It was, but I mean, she wrote good things about her. Oh, well, that's good. I've never heard one bad thing about your mom. Your mom sounds amazing. I'm just sorry that I didn't know her. Um, Renee, my co-host here, actually knew your mom and said she was Yes, from Vault Venom, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah. I used to come to y'all's house all the time. Actually, my whole family met her because I was always bringing people with me because we had those (laughs) huge bags of jeans and they were so heavy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was. And and she would always just pick them up like they were nothing. And I would always be so jealous and go, man, you're so strong. And she's like, no, no, no. You know, it's cool or whatever. (laughs) But, you know, I always had somebody with me. So my son came once my daughter came a couple times and uh even my husband came three or four times so we we had all met her at you know of course me but all of them met her too so yeah we never heard anything bad about her so I know I mean she was the best mom I mean we got into fights all the time but (laughs) (laughs) that's I feel like we're we're pretty yeah I mean I always Wish I wasn't so mean to her, but at the same time, like if she was still alive, we'd still be butting heads and right. we'd still hate each other at times. So right. you know what? That's exactly how I think most of us are with our moms. It's like mm-hmm. two strong-willed females. It's like you start getting into womanhood a little bit, and now it's like okay, there's two women in the house. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like I still run the show. <laughs> it would have been a lot different now, I think, because I'm obviously older and more mature, and we would have been more of like maybe a friends type thing than like a mother daughter. But I mean, I, I like to watch like my friends have, you know, good relationships with their parents. And so it's fun to be around that. And I mean, I wish I had that, but right. I mean, you know, that's good that you handle it well, you know, cause some people might be resentful and, um, but you have a, like I, I said a while ago, you have a really good, strong uh, support system, you know, your dad, and, and I'm sure your stepmom and your grandparents on both sides. So you're, you're blessed um, in that area. And I think it really makes a difference, right? Yes. I mean, I do not know what I would do without them. I mean, my grandparents have been pretty much like a second mom to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, my Mimi that lives close to us, I mean, took us everywhere. I mean, did so many things for us. And so did my Mima. And it's crazy that... It's just very eye-opening how close a family can become, and it's it's nice. Yeah. I before that. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, and it's nice to hear. You know, you uh, you know, I guess it would be good for people to hear. You know how great they are to you. So I don't know that it would stop them from continuing their you know their thoughts, but <laughs> but at least you know it, it's it, you you were able to say it, and and you can tell that it's you know a great family connection there. So that's. That's I mean, they don't live my family. They don't live in my house. They don't come to our family functions. Right. So 
exactly you cannot judge somebody's family by a picture or story god you could we could all be convicted under things we've said or done i mean i'm sure if something happened i would be they would be looking like well why did she do that you know it's there's always going to be something you know oh right there well, Hannah, before we let you go, did you have any other thing that you wanted to add or make sure that our listeners heard? Um, I mean, one thing that I've always said and like news things that I've done is like, if, you know, the person was listening or watching or whatever, I think that as my family, we would be able to forgive them and I don't think that it's something to be afraid of because at this point I just want to move on with my life and I'm sure that they do too. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I think I, I, for one, I would be able to forgive them um, if they were able to do the right thing. Turn yourself in. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate you coming here and talking to us. And, and we, we hope that, you know, you would know that we just wanted you to be able to speak your voice and say the things that you wanted to say that you didn't get to. So hopefully, um, you know, I don't know that this will make a difference, but you never know. Maybe it will. Why? Well, I- appreciate you giving me the shot to try. Absolutely. And we really appreciate you coming on because all we want to do is raise awareness for this case and to hopefully get your mom's killer off the street and get justice for you and your family. So we really appreciate you coming on. That's going to really help people want to listen and understand. Understand for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it too. Well, thank you, Hannah. If you ever want to be on again, please contact us. You know how to get a hold of us. We would love to have you on again sometime. I All right. Will. Well, thank you. Have a great rest of the weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Hannah. Thank, thanks, everyone, for listening to True Crime Broads, and we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So we are, su- so we are super excited to tell y'all about She's Birdie. It's a personal safety alarm made for women by women. Yeah, they're colorful alarms. They have a 130 decibels alarm and a flashing strobe light that's designed to deter any attack. And these would make a great gift for everyone, whoever that important woman is in your life. I would highly recommend getting one of these. And you can also use our discount code. Oh, absolutely. The best news is, is we're going to help y'all get a discount. Well, there's five colors to choose from. And She's Birdies will give you 15% off. Uh, They're partnering with organizations that support women's safety. So they're letting us offer our listeners 15% off. All you have to do is you enter true crime broads 15. So it's true crime broads spelled out one five at checkout and you'll get the discount. Yep. Just go to www.she'sbirdie.com when checking out. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here?
Yes. Yeah.